the only podcast without any inside jokes. This is Box. Welcome to another thrilling and engaging episode of Bombers. I am Bomber number five, Anthony, a.k.a. Deg, and I am joined today by Bomber number three, Zyber, a.k.a. Zyber. How are you doing, Zyber? I am doing fine. Doing fine? Tell, 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 me, tell me something interesting that happened recently to you. Tell me, tell, me, tell me something interesting that happened to you ever. Tell me the story of your life. Uh, how, how'd your parents meet? Well, let's see here. Uh, they met in a, a, a community college class, actually. I think it was speech. A speech class? Yeah. Nice. That's actually a good story. I mean, it's the good setup to a story. Yep. They were dirt poor, and they got together, and then they became fabulously wealthy, rich. And then I became Batman. It was really sad. Oh, no. I'm sorry to dredge up such bad memories. Well, I, or, or bat memories? <laughs> no. <laughs> this conversation is over. <laughs> uh, what are we doing today? Uh, not much to talk about, honestly. Uh, but there are some new things. There's actually nothing new, but that, I was yeah, trying to get you into the... I was I was looking at the sheet like what I don't see anything what? new. No, it's just bombastic news. Hey so. guys, did you know <laughs> that we have a Patreon? What? Yeah, if you if you Neat. think that you should earn our friendship, uh, you know you know what it takes to earn our friendship. What does it take to earn our friendship, Cyber? Cold hard cash in the form of digital currency. And Patreon, like... Patreon, Patreon paths. I feel like digital currency is probably not actually cold hard. I feel like it's probably uh, spicy. Like digital currency is spicy currency, right? Or like licking a battery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Except... <laughs> anyway, if you feel like you would like to become <laughs> our friends and give us money, well, you are in for a show, a pre and post show, anyway. <laughs> Because we started recording ourselves before and after the our episodes, and friends of the show get to listen in, see the magic telling, of us setting him up. You're, you're telling me, Zyber, right now, telling me that someone can pay money to listen to even more of us talking at each other. I have no idea why, but yes. Wow, what a deal. <laughs> anyway, uh, shout outs to our current friends of the show, Haley, Aaron, Minted Peas, and Reaper, and our best friends, Anne and Rob. Thanks, guys. You, you're all awesome, and we love you. If you'd like to see more information about our Patreon, you can go to our Patreon, This is Bombers, or you can go to our fancy schmancy website, thisisbombers.com, where it has information about our Patreon, plus more. Like, what more? Zyber. I'm so glad you asked. Maybe. Are you? No. Are you glad I asked? No. <laughs> you Dang gave it, me the beer in the headlights. Now I gotta explain everything. <laughs> uh, on our website, you can see uh, in about a section about those bombers. You can see our Discord, our email, 
our Twitch, where we regularly play games quite regularly. And you like, can also see our Patreon on there as well, as I said before. Oh. Should we give another quiz? Uh, nobody nobody answered our quiz last, last week. What was the one from last week? It was, what scale are we rated on? And the answer, for those who don't feel like going to the website, was in the About Us page, <clears throat> the very first bullet point has a, a reference to the official Tsukasa scale of awesomeness. That was the answer that we were looking for. Interesting. Yep, sure is. I no, nah, I got I got I if I had I if I, I had pre-planned something maybe, but I this is How about this, guys? When do Survival Sundays when are they scheduled to start? What what day does Survival Sundays happen on? <laughs> Tell us in the, the bomber chat on the Discord. On <laughs> and again, as always, get a hearty pat on the back for solving the bomber's quiz, which is a bit that I came up with that I regret doing and probably won't happen next week. <laughs> Sad. Anyways, <laughs> that is the bombastic news. I I don't think I mentioned that, but that was bombastic news. All of that. The news that is fantastic. Yes. What about the releases that are upcoming? Uh, the upcoming releases? Yeah. Uh, there's not an exceeding amount, but there are some things coming out in the next week. We have on April 12th, which I have already forgotten what day of the week that is. That's Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Uh, April 12th tomorrow is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim coming to the Switch this is a Vanillaware Atlas game that was released on PlayStation 4 uh, back in 2020. It's getting a Switch port. Uh, I thought it was worth mentioning just because, one, I mean, Atlas ports to the Switch, kind of pretty big, pretty good thing at least. And two, Atlas games in general, really good for collecting. Yeah, it does seem like a pretty good game. I don't think it actually has a physical release in any form, but I did get it digitally on the PS4 when it was on sale so i gotta play it at oh. some point i didn't look that close no it has physical does it I got, I th yeah I, I, there's a physical copy uh the switch release is coming physical and yeah there's pre-owned available on gamestop for some reason the link that i clicked sent me to gamestop oh. so it did it did have a physical release on ps4 well, and it's getting it a physical release on nintendo switch yeah it looks so. pretty cool it has like a crap ton of characters but apparently like better than how Octopath did it, which honestly probably doesn't take much. Yeah, I was gonna say. But like um, apparently you can compare the game to Octopath. So like if you liked Octopath you're probably gonna like Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rain. And again it's an Atlas thing, so if you're a collector it's gonna retain its value probably. We also have uh, two games that I felt were worth mentioning coming out on the 14th, which is uh, this Thursday. That is, first of all, uh, a PS4, PS5, and Switch release of Nobody Saves the World, which was originally released on the Xbox line plus PC, because that's basically the Xbox line at this point. Yeah. Um, it, back in January, it, it was one of those uh, limited time exclusive things. Oh, that was a it is, pretty it is getting, limited, limited time. Yeah, only three months. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it is getting the PS4, PS5 Switch release, I believe. Was it Piddle that really enjoyed playing this one? Because it, it has all the different, uh, not quite job classes, but like you, you play as nobody. And you, it literally, the character you play as is called nobody. But he's nobody because he can become anyone else. It's... I mean, I've never heard of this game before, but I already love no. the art style of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's got like eight it's or cool nine out of ten scores from everyone, so. Yeah, and I, I believe it was Piddle and maybe Melon Senpai that, that quite enjoyed it. Now with local um, co-op. It, it had a bunch of uh, that whole job class grinding style gameplay, but in an enjoyable way. As opposed to certain other uh, not fun grinding games. Um, but I figured that was worth mentioning that it's getting that uh, side release or uh, no longer limitedly exclusive type of release. And then, on the same day, coming to the Switch and the PC is Cat Cafe Manager. And that just sounds seems... adorable. But yeah, looking at the catcafemanager.com, <clears throat> the official site. It does look adorable, and it seems right up the alley for a lot of our audience. Yes. Uh, because, I mean, it's freaking adorable looking, and there's like... I will literally die for these cats. Yeah. Because I'm allergic to cats. But they're cute. If anything happened to these cats, I'd kill everybody here and then myself. I mean, I heard that there's a capybara cafe out there, and I'm just like, okay, well, that's where I really need to go at some point. Not as opposed to a cat, not a cat cafe, but a cat bar. Capybara, the animal, you silly goose. Oh, sorry, capybara. I heard cat bar. <laughs> no, capybara sounds awesome. I want to go to a capybara cafe, a cafabara. Although a cat bar does sound pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. There's nothing cooler than getting drunk and hanging out with cats. Let me tell you, it's basically my life. Very oh, cool. No. I heard that cool cats don't do drugs. Cyber. <laughs> winners, winners don't do drugs. Those are the upcoming releases. Um, anything that you're actually interested in with these? Anything that I've made you interested in, Cyber? I mean, I already got 13 Sentinels on PS4, because when I saw it was coming out on Switch, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Oh, there's already a PS4 version that will probably run better. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but probably true. I mean, there's there's certain games I like getting on the Switch. Just not necessarily RPGs. Um, Nobody Says like World, R definitely interesting. Yeah, that one's intriguing. I feel like RPGs would be the thing that would run the best on the Switch because you you don't necessarily need quick reaction timey, etc. It depends on the game because like, there's plenty of RPGs that have really good graphics and such. Shall we move on? Yes. To the weekly bomb. Let's move on to the next part of the news of the past week. Or the upcoming week for the upcoming releases. I don't know. Here's news stuff. Uh, uh, what do you got? What do you got, Cyber? All right. So, since I literally only follow Keem Hart's news on Twitter and nothing else, I found out that the, the Proud Family, which has a reboot going on on Disney Plus right now, uh, one oh, of the really? latest episodes had Keem Hearts reference in the form of someone playing Kingdom Hearts in it. That's not really a, a reference. 
I guess. I don't know. I mean, is it is that a reference? It just is Kingdom Hearts in the game. I mean, it wasn't or in the show. It wasn't the actual Kingdom Hearts. They made the the game level of the game they're playing. It looked like the Station of Awakening from the beginning of the first Kingdom Hearts game, and then they had a Sora-looking character as the character they were playing as and such. So, like, people had to make the artwork of a person playing a Kingdom Hearts-looking game, and they did it on purpose because they're Kingdom Hearts fans. Yep. Well, having now quickly uh, Googled this and pulled up the images, yeah, that's definitely just actually kingdom hearts it's got the, the action bar on the left it's, it's got, got the, the health swore hair the um belts dude has big shoes and belts yeah so that it's still a reference though because it isn't actually kingdom hearts it's, but they it's didn't basically just, they actually. didn't just put a video of kingdom hearts in the cartoon somehow <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's, I guess it's really cool because, like, yeah. just a week or so earlier, there was uh, one of those Mickey Mouse cartoons where they had the Keyblade in it at one point. So it's like, hey, we're just randomly getting Kingdom Hearts stuff and Disney stuff now. Yay! Except it's not really Disney, like, referencing Kingdom Hearts. It's the people making the shows being like, hey, I'm going to put this in here because I feel like it. Which is kind of Disney, though. Disney allowed it. it. They didn't yeah. they didn't ask for it. So I guess it's one step Probably. one step forward. Especially because I mean, we got we got how the is it a... Kim Hearts twentieth anniversary event happening yesterday <laughs> from from you listening to this, I guess. How is it a step forward exactly? Because it feels like it's just so there was a point where Disney would not do anything about Kingdom Hearts. They at one point had a Sora mascot character. Not like a person cosplay as Sora. Literally a Sora bodysuit a person would wear. And that disappeared after it's like one or two uses. And then well, like... Right. Like... Or mid-2000s. <clears throat> so around about... Probably early Kingdom 2000s. Yeah, because it was the Kingdom Hearts 1 Sora outfit. So it was probably prior to two and since okay. then um like they just rarely had any merchandise we're starting to see more kingdom hearts merchandise but it's like it's not really disney selling it, it. To... it's just disney publishing it i guess to be sold at you know halloween stores and such uh well and it also feels like a lot of it is more coming from square than from uh, Disney. Yeah, well, the issue is that Kingdom is, is Hearts how is feels. owned by Disney. Square just makes the games. Yeah, but a lot of the, the merchandise related to Kingdom Hearts is, is feels more centered around the, the Square side of it and less, hey, this is a Disney thing. No, it's just Kingdom Hearts. It's off in its own world and occasionally it has Disney in it. No, more specifically... At least to me, that's... More specifically, it just only involves the new Disney characters, quote-unquote, or Mickey and Donald and Goofy. It doesn't include, like, any of the Square Enix characters or anything. Well, they've practically disappeared almost entirely. Yeah, and I'm from, blaming that from on relevance. Disney also. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, when Haley and I went to Disney World on our honeymoon, like we, like, specifically sought out any kind of Kingdom Hearts merchandise we found two, uh, like those enamel pins that they have. Two of them were Kingdom Hearts related. That's that's all we found. 
Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of lackluster. Not a lot of selection there, huh? Yeah. But anyways, I just think it's cool to see Game Heart stuff out in the wild like that. It is interesting with as mainstream as Kingdom Hearts, Disney does very little to actually acknowledge it. Yeah. I remember when I would see YouTube videos of like the... Oh, crap. <laughs> I can't remember the term. Like the top crossover media and stuff, and then Kingdom Hearts will be number one. I'll be like, oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts is a crossover. It's Disney and Square Enix. Yes. That's... Yes, well, that's like, the premise. Well, like, Game Hearts is just so, like, its own thing at this point that I forgot that it was originally a crossover idea. And technically, Smash Brothers is a crossover thing, even though it's... Yeah. Like, even the original Smash Brothers stuff, even though it started as just Nintendo stuff, that, that still counted as crossover. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I see Smash that, Bros. in those it, videos, too. Nowadays, it's real... Uh, ever since, what, Brawl, I guess, with Sonic... It, and I guess um, Solid Snake. Yeah. That makes it real crossover. That's that's uh, Kingdom Hearts right there. Smash Brothers X Kingdom Hearts. Go. Mushroom Kingdom Hearts. Which I guess is true because Sora's in Kingdom, Kingdom Brothers now. Kingdom Smash Brothers. Hearts. <laughs> I messed that up. Yep. Kingdom Brothers. Coming, coming soon. It's like... Uh, what is that? Uh, Kingdom Battle, the Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, Mario's uh, Mario's X-Com been games. so many crossovers. Well, that's what you get for being a, a flagship mascot. Yeah, but like compared to other flagship mascots, it's not even comparable. Comparable. Yeah, I guess I don't. That is interesting because I mean, think of like Mickey Mouse, who who has only ever been in what Kingdom Hearts and. Who framed Roger Rabbits, and that's it. Yep, Disney is very tight with their IPs. Sonic was in Wreck It Ralph. Yep, he was also in Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. It's well, this all goes back to Mario. Yeah, well, and Smash Brothers, which goes back to Mario. Mario was referenced in Wreck It Ralph, but Sonic was in Wreck It Ralph. Bowser was in Wreck It Ralph. Bowser was in Wreck-It Ralph. He was, yeah, that's true. Huh. But not Mickey Mouse. No, well, I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, but not also not, like, any of the Kingdom Hearts stuff. That also makes sense. They didn't have arcade Kingdom Hearts games. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair. I, yeah, I, I, I had to sit here and think, like, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> well... I'd, I'd say overall, I'm going to label this one as the bomb. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And obviously, it's Kingdom Hearts related, so it doesn't matter. You you think it's the bomb no matter what it actually is. Yep. <laughs> um, mine, I found a, an interesting little article. Um, there is, in the works, a Blade Runner tabletop RPG that uh, will be launched on kickstarter in may with a planned like full release this fall so on one hand yeah it's kickstarter but on the other hand a lot of these ttrpgs are being kickstarted these days like the there's the avatar role-playing game that was kickstarted um are any of these the like one that i can think of at least 
So, like, are these, like, official things if they're being kickstarted? They still need to obtain the proper licensing or they will get cease and desisted immediately. So they're hoping so, to pay yes, for it with the official. kickstarting. Yeah, I mean, that's because kickstarting... It's, it's interesting. Like, there was a... I just learned about this in this article, actually, uh, an RPG called The One Ring, which is a Lord of the Rings tabletop RPG. Um... And then there was the Avatar one. But um, what I was going for with that is, yeah, you still have to get the licensing rights. Maybe you pay for the licensing rights as part of the upfront cost. Or you have an agreement that certain percent of the Kickstarter is going to go towards the licensing or something like that. But for the people who are giving out the license, that's generally a safer bet than... You know, well, instead of paying money to develop a, a tabletop, we'll just let Kickstarter handle it and crowdfund it, and that way it costs less, and we'll just reap the benefits thereof. Uh, that said, it is interesting. That we, there's this Blade Runner RPG coming out on the tail of there was recently, I mean, obviously Cyberpunk 2077, which was pushing the cyberpunk genre into the public consciousness. There was the Cyberpunk Red uh new edition or maybe it was even just a new game that is the same exact rules that are in cyberpunk 2077 that i think that was kickstarter uh as well and that had been in development for for years before it finally actually released and now we've got this other cyberpunk uh, role-playing game so what i'm hearing is that the world should be surrounded by cyberpunk ttrpgs I'd be okay with that, honestly. It's good stuff. I like cyberpunk and I like TTRPGs. Uh, some some minor details on this, which there will be more, obviously, when the Kickstarter goes live next month. But it apparently take is is being designed to take place between the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and player characters will have the ability or have the option, I should say, to play as either full human or replicant uh, Blade Runners playing off of the two different types of Blade Runners that we saw in the actual films which is Harrison Ford who in 2049 was confirmed to have been a human the whole time or um, was that Ryan Gosling was in that movie who was the, the main character who was confirmed to be a replicant so both replicants oh, I, no idea. I, I liked that film but yeah, both replicants and humans can be Blade Runners, both in the actual lore of the setting and in this RPG. Uh, it's something that I'm going to keep an eye on, so I'm going to name this The Bomb, as much as it being a Kickstarter is mildly concerning, I suppose. Of course. Well, it's like how anything Kim Hearts is the bomb for me, anything TTRPG well, not anything. It's the bomb. I have. I have some <laughs> standards. You know, what they really should do is they should kickstart uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland's TTRPG. That would be so it's like, actually hey, awesome. <laughs> video game based off of TTRPGs. How about TTRPG based off of video game based off of TTRPG? Well, it's... No, it's... A video game based off of a TTRPG in a video game. And then we can have a TTRPG based off of a video game based off of a TTRPG in a video game. 
It's like when they made Battleship the Game the movie. Battleship the Game the, the movie. movie. The game, whatever. It's like, um, what was it? Uh, Need for Speed, which was originally fa- just Fast and Furious the game, but without the licensing. And then they made the Need for Speed. Was it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was originally designed as like a, a Fast and Furious, like early Tokyo Drift era Fast and the Furious. Because you know how old Need for Speed is. But it was... Need for Speed was that, so it was a racing game based off of a movie series. And then they made the Need for Speed movie, and then they made... so, And that was a movie based off a game based off movies. And then they made the Need for Speed, the movie, the game, which was a game based off a movie, based off a game, based off a movie. We, we have to go deeper. Do we? Yeah. I don't, I don't think we need to. We have to. At this point, the recursion must recurse. I'd say put in the the until it just makes a circle and repeats. Ouroboros, 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 That's the this... guy from Bravely Default. Ouroboros. Yes. I don't remember. Or, anyway, or that, that is the weekly bombs, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. Much like the Ouroboros, <laughs> this episode is eating itself. <laughs> oh, I wish. What? What? Anyways, that next is the Minish Recap, where we keep talking about stuff that's happened in the past week. Yeah. This time, games or media that we have consumed. This is this is the past keep week. Keep that eating thing going on. Yeah, this is the, the past week episode. Go ahead. Uh, we should talk about how we are playing Fall Fantasy XIV. Yeah, the MMO. My arm got twisted, I guess. I've not. So I bought Final Fantasy XIV back in like 2017 to play with my roommate. And then it became yeah. the traditional MMO problem of, yeah, you should get this game and play with us. Okay, cool. I got the game. Let's play together. Okay, well, you have to level up. So we're not gonna play with you until you're until you're leveled up. So go go level up. I'm about this to about this to play with you. If I'm not playing with you, I'm not playing it. So you have to play with me to level me up. And so I played it for all of like twelve hours, maybe got to level twenty and went. I hate this. This is not why I that... I, I don't have time for an MMO. I got this to play with people and nobody's playing with me. I'm out. And I haven't did not That's touch a ridiculous it. Ridiculous amount of time to get to level twenty. This was also back in 2017 before the game was good. So, my experience with 14 is that I got the free trial, but that was back when the free trial sucked. And so, when they made the new free trial, I could no longer get the free trial for that account. So, then I had to make a new account, did the free trial again. That one point, Amazon offered a free month subscription, and I took that. But then I found out that means I couldn't go back to the free trial after the. For the month of subscription. Which is such a dumb way and of running so, it. <laughs> now I am on my third account, which is definitely the first I've gotten. Uh, so yeah, I got back into it because uh, I still need to get through the expansion Heavensward. And our dear friend, or our dear acquaintance, not, not friend of the friend. show, <laughs> Kevy is playing 14 and she's like hey yeah we could play together and so now i have someone that can actually make a party and add me to it because free people can't make parties 
Well, for what it's worth, uh, back in 2017, when I played the game, it was subscription only, which meant that when I tried to play it now, I found out the same problem that you had, which is if you've ever paid for a subscription ever, you can't go back to a free account, period. You, The only way to play it again is to subscribe again, which is bananas and... Um, well, that's why I'm trying to do as much as I can for free and also kind of hoping that maybe the second expansion will be a part of the free trial someday. Yeah, if they release more. I mean, there's been a big resurgence in the game recently. There's a lot of people playing and we could probably get more people to play. If you're listening and are interested in playing Final Fantasy XIV with the Bombers, we're on the Discord. Hit us up. Yeah, we will start a free company. I can't join the free company because I'm a free trial person, but you, everyone else can be in the free company. You can you can join uh, you can join uh, parties and stuff at least, Ivor, and you can be in yes. the, the Final Fantasy XIV channel on the Discord server that I will make if there's enough interest. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just us talking in video game chat for the once yeah. a week we play or something. So. Anyway, uh, I I am a scholar where I have a little fairy to heal people. Dag, you're you're a, currently a thaumaturge, which is healer. Yeah, I always mean healers in pretty much all games. So now, see, that'll be fine when, when you get to high level dungeons that do a full party of eight, because then I believe we should be able to both be healers. Right. But for now, when when you unlocked your first dungeon, I had to uh, downgrade myself to Arcanist be a dps person and it sucked but it was also because it's the first dungeon so like we don't have crap to use yeah. and um i did not start a new account i went screw it i'm just keeping it I'll, I'll pay for a month see if people play and then continue the subscription from there if we're actually doing it so i can make party cyber i can join the free company yeah you can and you should it was as well as well other people. A monster. The, the, the Square Enix account management system is obtusely stupid. It, it's absurd. <laughs> like, I, I reset my password and did the whole, like, what's your, your secret answer to the secret question? And make sure you verify yourself through your email and all of that. And then it still said, due to suspicious activity, your account is currently suspended. And I was like, the suspicious activity is me, myself, resetting my own password. What are you talking about? Yep, Haley forgot her password because she she now has a fancy PS5 to play the game on, so she had to reset it and did the same thing of uh, there's suspicious activity. Someone reset your password. Yeah, I guess that's another thing I just now thought of. I can I have a copy of Heaven Sword on PlayStation Four, so I could probably play on my PlayStation Two if I wanted to. Well, PS Four or PS Two. PlayStation as well, if I wanted to. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then I think the first time I played was on the PS4. Apparently, we're playing on a different data center or world server or whatever. I don't freaking care about that stuff than I had originally started on. So I had to transfer my character, which cost money. And I was like, screw it. It's It was like 18 bucks. Like, who cares? But you can't use PayPal through the account management system. So I tried to use Amazon Pay. I was like, well, I'm already logged into Amazon. It's in my password manager or whatever. I'll do that. The password manager didn't autofill it through the Square Enix interface for some reason. And then I found out that I can add the Square Enix like Microsoft Points style like um what do you call that? Proprietary currency, I don't know, in-house currency of um Krista, I guess they call it. 
you can pay for it with that and you can buy those through PayPal. So you can buy the in-house currency at a, at a cost of one Krista to one cent through PayPal, but you can't just pay your subscription or, or anything like that directly through PayPal. What is going on, Square Enix? Figure, figure out how money works. No, we don't need Xbox or Nintendo points. Just do money. Just do regular old money. I don't know why. I thought we had left all of the dumb, but I guess with mobile games these days, with their, like, buy gems and buy gold, the, the proprietary currency system is back in vogue. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> I don't have to worry about any of that stuff because I'm a free trial person, so I can't do anything. You can't even do it to begin with. Lucky you. Yep, I can't even, like, log into the forums on their website. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know they had forums. Yeah, like, I, I don't even think I can log into a profile or anything. Yeah. I um we played a little bit this past week actually together and in the course of like the one or two probably wasn't even two hours but in the course of that short amount of time it's like one hour it was about an hour I, I did go up two levels so that's nice to get some actual progress considering the first time I played I played for like ten hours and got to level twenty yeah see that's why I was all like yeah you should probably just take the character over because. You, you're right about to unlock the first dungeon. You unlock the second dungeon right when we were done for the day. So you have had to go through all of that boring initial story stuff if if you had to restart. Which is why I, I was like, nah, I'll just pay the $18 to not do any of that and actually play with my friends. Thanks. Goodbye. I also yeah. um, have gotten back into City Skylines, which means that I don't sleep anymore again. Oh yeah, I remember that one time where I went to bed and you were streaming on Discord, and I woke up and you were still streaming, streaming on it on Discord. Discord. Yeah, that, that's it's a problem. And I just joined. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> you doing okay, there, buddy? You okay, <laughs> must hey, build buddy. infrastructure. It's fun. I really like it. Like I, I this new city. I've learned a lot since back then. So the new city that I've been running." I don't, the only form of conveyance that I have is cars and pedestrian paths. I don't have any buses, I don't have any metro lines, I don't have anything like that. And I've maintained... Bike paths? Well, technically pedestrian and bike path are the same, uh, as far as the game's algorithm is concerned. Um, But, doing just that... Uh, with utilizing proper like road management and, and, and strategies for the differences between highways, roads, and streets, which is very important, and I will definitely gladly rant about that more in the post-show if anybody's interested. Uh, <laughs> using that, I've kept my... I, for a brief amount of time, I dipped down to 79% traffic flow, but otherwise, for the entirety of this play of this city, I have maintained above 80% traffic flow. And that's with having now gotten up to, I believe I'm at a capital city level, which is a very, quite quite a far way so, along. What does what does eighty percent traffic flow necessarily mean? The lower your traffic flow, the slower the cars are going because it's it's about oh, your, okay. your traffic efficiency. So like a, a, a higher flow means more cars are going through places. Nice. And the the traffic management at least. 
for me and for a lot of people i imagine it's like that is the meat and potatoes of city skylines the rest of it's cool and all but it's about getting an efficient traffic flow that that is the the actual finicky details to be fair now if only actual cities would pay attention to that yeah wouldn't that be <laughs> complain about that in the post show <laughs> um to be fair to my previous playthrough my previous playthrough was straight vanilla i have now been playing with the um traffic manager mod that allows you to do a lot more granular changes to your traffic flow like you can set priorities on your streets you know like your yield signs versus just having a regular old stop sign um you can set specific lane exchanges so instead of just letting the ai do whatever it wants horky borky you can actually set all right this lane can only exit and these lanes can only go straight through and stuff like that which which obviously can you do roundabouts oh yeah roundabouts are nigh essential for any good that was what was crazy actually is i i had just started putting in my first roundabouts right when i was getting up to around capital city size About. so getting that high of a traffic flow using quote-unquote traditional intersections was was also a little bit of a feather in my cap so i really like city skylines i see which i guess i'll take this opportunity and and, and sort of tease this out here because it's it's just on the cusp of actually happening but i've been working with friend of the show himaru uh aaron uh, and we're going to probably, I think in May, if we can finalize the details, we will be running a Bombers Cities Skylines tournament. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, we're going to run our own city. No, we do that already. No, we're, we're, we're going to do a, a City Skylines. Like in real life. Oh, in I real mean. life? That'd be bananas. <laughs> no, we're going to do a tournament. So if you have city skylines or have been interested in getting city skylines here's some something for you to do or motivation for you to get it because there will be actual prizes involved and it will run through the month of may we'll have four different um play sessions each four different competitions one a week through the month of may and more details to come i guess once we once we finalize the last little little bits of that didn't know I was going to announce that, but here we are. All right. You been playing anything is... else? Uh, yes, actually. My friend came over last Tuesday, so we got to finally start on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, nice. Yep. First, we watched second episode of the Halo show, and then we made our characters for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That took the rest of the night. Why did it take? <laughs> I don't remember character <laughs> creation in, in Borderlands being that involved. Oh, this this one actually is pretty involved. It they try to give you a lot of uh, stuff to do. If you can even like have your eyes and ears and mouth like not parallel or whatever. Uh, what is that called? Symmetrical. Yeah, symmetrical. That's cool. I didn't know it got that involved. That's actually really awesome. I'm, I'm glad they leaned into the that aspect of the tabletop RPG. Yeah, portion. and then they have the. They have six classes. Apparently, there's a seventh one that we can unlock later on in the game. Uh, and then there's going to be multi-classing, too, at some point. Love it. That's fun. And 
and there's stats, you know, there's the strength, dexterity, etc. stuff. And so they have not not race, racial bonuses, but like backstory bonuses to decide what stats you'll start with. And then every time we level up, we gain uh, one stat point to put into whatever we feel like as well. So glad about similar, that. Similar to the the like ladder points that were in the other Borderlands with yeah yeah so general perk points so far it looks like each class only has one tree but i guess that makes sense if we're going to multi-class because then you'll have two trees yeah and it, uh, help, I'm... it helps further hammer the, the ttrpg style because most most ttrpg classes well specifically definitely D, but generally speaking it's one one progression tree yeah well i mean they yeah they could have like subclass subclass things but then you would still be just progressing down that yep. so uh i'm i'm a spell weaver meaning i like do more stuff with spells as some oh spells basically <laughs> replaced grenades oh. for this game and they're they're really cool we've recently at the very end of when we stopped playing we got spells that basically sends like a meteor down to the ground and it like sucks people in as it's coming <laughs> down it does a bunch of damage and so instead of like having a you know physical amount of grenades that you had to replenish it's just a MP. timer thing where after you use the spell you just have to wait a certain amount of time that you can do it again and so that's one of the stats is decreasing the amount of time it takes between so obviously that's a stat i care about yeah that's cool and then uh my friend is playing as the oh, crap was it the Stabomancer, I think. Stabomancer. <laughs> Love so, that. So his special is like he throws out a spinning blade that kind of just stays in place for a bit and such. Uh, my special currently is that I can turn people into sheep. and then Polymorph like, other? Yeah, polymorph into a sheep and then you can like deal damage to the sheep. And while you're doing that, I get other bonuses depending on you know my skill tree and such. Do they? So it's pretty cool. Do they turn back? Yeah, they do turn back after a bit. Okay. So. <laughs> Sadly, I was hoping that it would like turn into a sheep and be like Ratchet and Clank, where I like start shooting other enemies, but it didn't work out that way. Oh. Oh well. And then there's a huge emphasis now on melee weapons. You melee weapons are now one of the like item loot items, like guns. So, uh, like there was one a blood sword, which oh yeah, obviously. Uh, gave you drain so you would get health back as you're hitting enemies one of those mechanics those are always yeah. fun to manage yeah so at one point we got like ice element guns and we were just freezing people and <laughs> hacking away at them so i mean it's, it's nice having a weapon as a mage sniper person it's like oh no someone's right in front of me stab stab <laughs> <laughs> yep so yeah, it's a lot of fun so far you know plenty of D D and other TTRPG elements in it. Oh, and then, like, instead of just an over overall, like, map that you go from, like, area to area, there's an overworld that that acts like a hub world thing. And so it looks like... Uh, it looks like... Uh, <laughs> like a 3D... What? <laughs> 3D model kind of thingamafigure that we have shaby characters traveling on it. Oh. And... And so, like, you travel to different areas by going through this hub world and finding, like, the gates, and then you enter the gates, and then you're in the normal Borderlands-looking areas and levels, then. As opposed to the instance areas that are all 
map teleporty blah 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 that were in the other borderlands yeah like i think we can still like teleport but this is just a way to like find new areas as opposed to literally just going through doors yeah it's kind of nice i like it and of course the story so far has been pretty good it starts with uh there's two other characters you're playing the game with but so like they also will tag in with like you know phrases and such as ha is happening which is good because then it's not just your character saying everything yeah even if now is that to because it's still borderlands so you can have a party of four actual people people playing with you yeah so like it was the two of us playing but like we're we're basically story-wise playing as the same character we are the fate master and so, like, the two other party members are just not play non-playable characters that don't even actually have characters helping you. They're, they're literally just oh, <laughs> there to root for you. That's interesting. It is. I mean, it's basically like the original Tiny Tina DLC where you had the Borderlands characters, yeah, like you know, Brick and Lilith. talking about the stuff they're doing. So, like, you know, Brick, Lilith, and Mordecai are all three there. Even if you're playing by yourself, though, all three of them are talking. But they're not necessarily present in the actual gameplay that you're doing. Yeah, so it's basically just like that. Okay. I'm following. Oh, and also, we you, there's like eight different voices your character can have, so that's another nice thing. It's not just... The voice for always... the character that you are. Yeah, it's, it's a voice based on personality instead of class. Nice, that's fun. Gives you a little yeah. more um, customiza customizability. Oh boy. Get near the end of yep. the episode, I guess. So, it's a lot of fun. Definitely excited to play more. It's just sad that we only meet once a week, so it's going to take forever to beat this game. And you specifically are playing it couch and not online. Yeah. I mean, he would have to buy it for us to play it online. Gotcha. But it was but, like, I got the digital deluxe edition or whatever. It comes with the season pass and also the PS4 and 5 copies. So I just downloaded it on PS5 and 4. So now we don't even have to screen, split screen. We just played on two of my consoles. <laughs> Crazy. So technically it was online. It's just in the same room. I guess at that point, yeah, technically it's not even LAN. It is, it's going through the online service. Yeah, but, like, it ran pretty well. I didn't notice any hiccups or anything. That's good. Which is usually on par for Borderlands. Like, they'll, they'll have weird graphical issues and such, but their online is pretty good. The actual... Oh, and also, this game has uh, cross-play, so we can play with PC and Xbox people. Oh, nice. I'm... I don't remember if 3 had that, but I'm... nothing prior to 3 had that, definitely. I'm... Three, Unless 3 introduced it later on in its life, I know it did not release with that. But I'm glad to see more crossplay stuff becoming more, just happening more, you know? Yeah. Which, like, I guess I'm surprised that took so long. Well, I mean, besides PlayStation not initially allowing it, because Borderlands did have its own uh, account system, forget what it's called. So Shift? They could have done it. Yeah, Shift. Well, they had... So they... I, I want to say, I think that the computer and xbox could always play together because you know microsoft well, yeah. but sony has been sony in its own little ecosystem for the longest time 
Yeah, but that was it was like at like three or four years ago when Sony was all like, fine, you can do it, but you have to, you know, have your own accounts and set it up yourself. Do it yourself. So it, it's definitely been a while since they announced that. Well, it started with um, when they started doing it with Rocket League, weirdly enough. Yeah. It was the first game that really led the foray there. Well, I remember it was Fortnite where I was all like, man, it would be really nice if we had crossplay. Because <laughs> I signed into my Fortnite account, which was originally on a computer, and I had signed it onto my PlayStation, and I was no longer able to sign into that account on any other device. Not only is it, like, obnoxious, like, cross-play is fine. What I wish more things did is cross-save so that you logged into, say, your Borderlands account and the character that you were progressing, like, Destiny 2 does it, for example. But, like, instead of for, say, Fortnite, hey, I paid money to unlock these cosmetics but i unlocked them on my xbox account which means that i don't have access to them on my pc account or my playstation accounts like come on yeah i mean i'd say if there is cross play there's absolutely no reason not to have cross save well it's it's all the money because if you buy it on xbox microsoft gets a cut of those funds but if you buy it on playstation sony gets a cut of those funds so of course if you buy it on on and a Microsoft environment, then why would Sony allow you to transfer it over to there? They didn't get money for that. You know, it's... Yay, I get it. I just buddy. hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all about them microtransactions, Zyber. It is, and those macrotransactions. Just transactions. This is what matters. This is what makes the world go round. Anyways, go to Patreon and become friends of the show. Yeah. We will microtransact you. Oh, I'll trans I'll transact you as long as you want. You give me the